0: Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it.
1: Let's start the show. You took so, off yeah. in the dead night, but before you did,
0: got your hair combed right, yeah. The neighborhood watch those score, and then I... Yeah, we sort of have a routine uh, when when Max is away, and, and, and that's when we when we get very sportsy. Um,
2: you but, guys talk sports ball when I'm not here?
0: I, yeah, mostly, yeah, no one wants mostly that because only, you don't think takes. I have
2: cricket and croquet opinions? Well, mostly no, only smart.
0: one of the four of us ever calls it sports ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, as you can hear, uh, Max is with us this week, and Kevin is not. And we do sort of have, I think, to a, a lesser extent, a, a a bit of a common theme that comes up frequently when Kevin is not with us. Uh, and, and so, so what are what are we chowing down on this week?
1: Well, you know, we we meat. typically do yeah meat. Uh, we we typically <laughs> Looks like do the meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Had to do it. Um,
0: did you? Well, you did not.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and so, I mean, even as, as we get into this stuff, I, I think it will prove true even for the, the non-meat, quote unquote, meats. But, uh, but I have this fascination, and I mentioned it to, to you all in some our research calls, um, uh, about just a fascination with the many different amalgams that make up the breakfast meat category. Um, and, and we'll get into that but I just want to by way of introducing it I want to say that <clears throat> I growing up was someone who and still but when you're growing up and you don't like breakfast it becomes kind of a a pastime of of your parents and the people around you to try to get you to eat breakfast mm-hmm. because there's this idea it makes you do well in school I will say uh, parenthetically that I did very well at school when they were overseeing me trying to eat breakfast and I turned out okay. That's That does not mean it works for everybody. I think it was important to try to learn what I like for breakfast. But along the way, I tried some very strange breakfast meat products. Um, <laughs> things things that I engaged in, for these would be like for a month or so at a time to see if it caught up. Um, those sausages that you microwave, which isn't that weird, but it's still weird when you have like the breakfast links in sure. the microwave. That's fine. Um, corned beef hash, which co- which is meat that comes in a can and is very tasty, but I would have that. Um, and these are all when I'm like under 10 years old, I should say. So okay. imagine an eight-year-old eating no, meat out of a can. That's, I, well,
0: I, I won't have you slandering meat from a can. Uh, that's, no, that's not, it, contextually, that's not what we're about around here. But I will say that it is very interesting that when you were, let's call it nine years old, your parents tried to con you into eating a breakfast food that, I, I don't know, I associate most closely with people who are active holders of
1: AARP cards. Well, it, then then let me give you the last one. This one involved toast, so at least that's kinda normal. But it came in one of those those like plastic kinda pouch-type bags, and it also went in the microwave, and it was uh chip beef are you familiar with chip beef it's basically gravy and little square slices of of beef my my guy i
0: am (laughs) intimately familiar with chip beef gravy and what you had is some some sort of low rent white trash chip beef gravy uh because that's something that is made on a stovetop with chipped beef uh, it, the the brand the sub brand is craft old english
1: and it comes in a little <laughs> jar <laughs> <laughs> but, but see this is so it's so fun it's and you so eat fun it on that, biscuits that... damn it well it, it, i did not live in a place where where biscuits were were uh, you know allowed that sounds to, like in, a you fashion. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a problem. But but I I think that the the thing is is this stuff is so weird. But that is what is glorious about breakfast meat. I mean, Max, they they really try to get you with some odd things at the breakfast table or the diner <laughs> breakfast table or wherever it is. Yeah, I mean, and there's also a lot of
2: regional things too. Um, I I know we don't have uh, New Jersey represented, but uh, Taylor ham. Uh, and Hawaii has roll, spam, and um, yeah, I think I, I think someone said it best earlier. You can serve anyone a food before noon and they'll eat it, right? Or serve anyone anything before noon and they'll eat it. Um, meats included. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I I think this is is something that we we talked about a little bit before we hit record, which is that like, you know, you don't you don't see like scrapple on a lot of lunch menus because I think it is inherently easier to sneak, you know, assortments of ground pig parts past people's radar when they're still a little sleepy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I should make sure, I I think Max's internet is a, a little loopy, so just on the off chance that he didn't say it, uh, we will also accept pork roll because we here are not taking sides in the great new jersey processed pork uh, gang war we are we are the switzerland uh, of of that of that particular conflict
1: yeah or the delaware presumably <laughs> um I, but yeah I, I mean i think that i think max your 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 point before noon is is so is so interesting i think also at the breakfast table and and we've definitely talked about this before um, and, and then it extends to still the places that serve breakfast, I guess, the places that serve brunch. Anytime you're having breakfast foods, we we kind of sign off on anything at breakfast because it's like, oh, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, trademark um, type of thing. It's like, oh... This might be weird, but I'm not gonna think about it because actually it has fortifying things in it. And um, I'm remembering now that I just watched a video which is fascinating for British in British Vogue, or it's a video, it's on YouTube. Um, it is Adele eating all these traditional British items uh, they, for, for, you know, all these foods. She is a fascinating person. It was a wonderful video. Um, But she gets to the full English breakfast, you know, a fry up as they call it. And they put all these weird things on the plate. But the one thing she's like, I am not touching that is is the blood sausage. But obviously a lot of people do eat this. And, you know, there's this idea, it is good for me. It is fortifying. I need this in the morning to achieve my goals for the day. Well, I, I, and uh, not... Not to steal, uh, well, to
0: steal a Jim Gaffigan bit. uh, It's really puzzling until you consider it in the historical context, which is that some of these things like biscuits and gravy were, were the breakfasts eaten by people who got up before the crack of dawn to fortify themselves before they spent a whole day... Out in a field doing agricultural work, um, yeah, and you literally yeah. needed to fortify yourself, uh, but you you don't you don't need that anymore. And so, like, there's a certain extent to which, if you really believe that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, then you also should probably believe that much of what we
1: serve for breakfast is basically a war crime <laughs> well i i do want to say something about the importance and how you balance that um i think a lot of the things for breakfast compared to other times and, and i'm sure we'll get into this like you know when you're picking ingredients or whatever a lot of the stuff you have for breakfast is quick and, and historically quick i mean you think about biscuits versus bread things that that if you look at the way they they the time they take to make i feel like Biscuits are a lot quicker to make than bread. Um, When you're making a a quick gravy, like if you have biscuits and gravy and you have something like sausage, it cooks a lot faster than something, say, with a bone in it, which is what I associate with like a dinner time thing or a lunch thing. I feel like most of these are things that cook pretty quickly when you have a processed meat like that has things in it already. And a sausage, sometimes they're already cooked in some ways. Have you had grits? Yes, I mean, thirty minutes is very different than than three hours. If you have like a hunk of roast beef, fair enough. That 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 is fair. I I, I'm thinking about
0: this more in the context of, uh, you know, uh, comparing to say pouring a bowl of cereal.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and I think going, you know, if we're talking if we're talking about meat, I think historically speaking, it is usually something that people give a lot of time to cook. Um mm-hmm. and so I think that under thirty minutes is I mean, thirty minutes is often the magic number for any kind of cooking. Um, you know, under thirty minutes when you have these these processed pork products or, or whatever it is, um that's that really if you have to get up at the crack of dawn to go outside in the field or even today when you have to rush out the door, um, having something that you can put in a microwave as opposed to roast or or throw in a grill for a period of time, I feel like that's a win and I will I will give up certain, you know, high mindedness to get something quick and and really useful. How noble of you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will accept the burden of chipped beef gravy. (laughs) (laughs) I salute you. Not the hero we need, but definitely the hero we deserve. The hero we eat. (laughs)
1: Um, but, but Max, I know that you also just went and had a really good experience in a butcher shop. And I think you were very taken by what you saw there. How do you, I mean, how do you square that with the things that you have maybe delighted in, or at least are aware of you've eaten for, for breakfast over time?
2: Yeah, well, it does make me think we're talking about speed of cooking. It did make me think of, of sausages and, and hot dogs. I mean, that there is a a segment of, of, and even cured meats. I mean, there's a segment of specifically processed meats that we do tend to eat for, for lunches and dinners that are quicker to, uh, prepare. Especially cured meats are arguably already prepared. <laughs> um, I, I didn't necessarily look at those in the butcher shop yeah. but yes, I, I did go to a, a butcher shop. It was mostly... Is the kind of butcher shop where you say, "Oh, where do you source your beef from?" And they give you a, a first name, like, "Oh, George."
1: Was it grass fed or grass finished?
2: It was grass finished.
1: Ooh. <laughs> yeah,
2: but um, so yeah, I I, I mean, it, I think that that was definitely like the the luxury high end. Um, I was treating myself. I just bought my first ever uh grill. And I wanted to do something nice on there, so I got myself a roughly three-pound bone-in ribeye steak. Um, It was expensive. um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it took, you know, honestly, probably 30 minutes to prepare, maybe even longer. So... Yeah, there's definitely some differences there. I don't think I would necessarily have that for steak and eggs for breakfast, but and that's you don't also have time
1: to enjoy it. If, I mean, if we're if we're if, if forming breakfast, breakfast is is the start of the day, and aside from special occasions, I feel like that's another thing is you will give yourself time to enjoy dinner and maybe lunch. But do you? I mean, do we really give ourselves time to enjoy breakfast in the same way? So no, that, I don't. That's an interesting <laughs> question. Well, yeah,
0: that's that's fair. Uh, but that that may <laughs> that may be a you consideration as much as anything, but that this does raise an interesting question for me, which is that given you know the the seismic, earth shattering change to the world over the last year and a half, like I I don't know I, is it strange that we didn't see more adventurous breakfasts once you started taking commutes off the table for people or does it balance out with the fact that we all probably spent a few months essentially in the fetal position and you know really gave away the time we quote unquote got back
2: i I was gonna say you don't really need to eat breakfast if you don't have to leave your home till 5 p.m. you stay in bed till noon so who has time for breakfast
1: (laughs) well it's you know it is interesting you mentioned that sean because i just this week have have really come to the conclusion which is that i've started to you know not not at 7 or 8 a.m but somewhere in the order of pushing 10 I, I a.m., I'm all of a sudden hungry. And this is not something I've really experienced mm-hmm. before, at least not in that way. And, and to, to, to do a callback to earlier in this episode, Sean was actually with me last week when I purchased grits. So I very much know how long <laughs> they took to make because, because I frequently will have breakfast and it doesn't take that long. It's, it's probably under 30 minutes um, with, with grits, uh, which in the grand scheme of things, I don't think take that long another breakfast product that we have not yet mentioned and is worth mentioning here obviously is bacon like that Mm -hmm. is something that everyone will give you eight thousand different ways to cook it and they can candy it and do this and that and the other thing with it um but but it is a quick cooking meat that when you think about what it is or can cook pretty quickly um is kind of a weird thing that we're eating but we get really excited for it at breakfast so okay so on on this one
0: particular count i think you are looking at this in the wrong context because bacon is by a country mile the longest cooking breakfast meat because it's kind of the only one that's not aggressively processed like cooking like bacon is a meat bacon is itself a meat in a way that sausage is not a meat sausage is an amalgamation (laughs) of things. And, and so like you just need probably for, you know, for like sausage patties, you probably need like three ish minutes per side uh, to, to cook them. Bacon takes 10 minutes easy. If not more than that, it takes, you know, if you're gonna do it in the oven, it takes even longer than that, which I personally I find is is the uh, the superior preparation method.
1: Anyway, but this is where breakfast is innovative. Is that I I, I don't have it anymore, but I had this thing, and it's basically this this plastic tray that's got some rivets in it, and you put it in the microwave. And you know what? Oh my man! It works. Pre- it works pretty well. A minute per slice. A minute per slice. And it it turns out it's not a hundred percent of what you would get in the oven, but it's ninety percent. And before nine a.m. I got I, I got, a, I, got <laughs> I got some qualm. Look,
0: I, the 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 microwave bacon, you know, tray plate is uh, was a Magooi family staple, uh, but <laughs> but also. <laughs>
1: ended many a war
0: (laughs) but i i do believe it was also paired with the the other bacon innovation which was the microwavable bacon i some there's something about Mm. uh cooking raw meat to temperature in a microwave that's never gonna seem right
2: yeah uh,
1: yeah, I th- I, th- I know that everybody probably the kitchen food too, do, has done things about like all different ways to cook bacon, mm-hmm. but I mean usually the outcome is like if you have a nice tray and, and even if if you line it properly, it can turn out pretty well. And, and I mean, and I think that's that's part of it. Here is is maybe we we you know Max Max bought that large piece of meat. Um, which there's a lot of, we, I know I think about this all the time and we've probably talked about before. There's a lot of pressure involved when you make that type of purchase for better and for worse. I don't think we took breakfast as seriously. And so you're allowed these kind of flourishes and chances and being like, you know what, actually I am going to eat the scrapple with, with these eggs because I, I know, I mean, a lot of the other stuff so for breakfast, you know, juice, um, uh, eggs, uh, th- things like that. You know what you're getting. These are pretty simple things. You know, you're not. You're usually not getting something overly fancy. Um, and and I think that taking it less seriously allows for for this. Again, for better and for worse.
0: Yeah, and there's uh, there's sort of backstop possibilities in a way that I don't think there are quite as much for something like cooking a roast. Like if something, if you go to you know make a breakfast meat and it's not as good as you want it to be like it it, it does this doesn't work if you burn the shit out of it but like you can always just add a couple steps and and hide your not perfectly cooked bacon in a breakfast burrito very easy
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. or slather everything in hot sauce right yeah
0: yeah, I guess you can yeah. do that with
2: every meal, but I,
1: I mean, sort of. It, it it depends. People look at you funny. Yeah, well, I mean, and and there are so many masking agents. You're right. At a breakfast table, we didn't even talk about the sweet ones, the jams, the jellies, the the syrups, um, agave. If you're if you're doing that, um, I, I feel like this I'm is not.
2: Uh, no.
1: <laughs> I'm not either. It's it's fine. It's not for me, um, but. But that that's that's what's there, and especially if you go if you go to a place like I don't know uh, a pancake emporium, and they're like, what if what if syrup, but strawberry? And you're like, yes. And people bring bring those little jars back from places. You know, they went to somewhere in Arizona, and they're like, here, this one tastes like the local fruit. And and so it's like you you always have a way to be like, this wasn't great, but I'm I'm kind of getting what I need. Um, and in in some ways, this makes breakfast. Um, it maybe would have been an appropriate Kevin topic because I know he believes in breakfast and he is not someone who's out here looking for pleasure in his food, but really realizes the utility. But what I see here is that breakfast is a lot more fun than some of the other meals because I am not being as critical of it.
0: I, I think that's fair. And, and, and this is the the point where uh where it's time to to shout out and and buzz market uh both the pancake pantry in Nashville, which has uh so so many different types of pancakes that I didn't even think were possible uh, and also uh biscuit head, which is a a local uh sort of a local chain i i don't know when does it become a chain if you have more than it can't be just two. That's two mm-hmm. two locations I would say if you have uh, at I'm least write that one <laughs>
1: down we're going to do some research we'll get back to this at a later date. Uh
0: but but Biscuit Head is a a breakfast place in Asheville, North Carolina that offers what I would say is is for my money the most innovative uh breakfast offering known to man which is the gravy
1: flight. Mm. Uh, I, I I assume that Max that the breakfast crunchwrap supreme is close second. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was surprised you weren't making a shout out to the place. I, I I believe it was in Waltham, Massachusetts that had a an Oreo and fruity pebble French toast or
1: something. Buh. That's
2: where we need Kevin to chime in. But I remember there was a conversation around it. Um, yeah. That's That sounds yeah. like an
0: abomination
2: against God. See, you're being discerning towards p- breakfast in a way that, that it doesn't deserve. Go in with an open mind. No,
0: Oreo, French toast. Fine, whatever. Fruity Pebbles, French toast. Uh, we're just reading a section of an IHOP menu now. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but those two things together, <laughs> I don't think it's being discerning to say that that sounds at least a little bit vile,
1: right? Yeah. I mean, I I, I will say one thing that, that is seemingly reviled at, at the breakfast table is people seem to... And now I grew up, I realize, uh, having, for reasons unknown to me, until I was probably, I think, like 12. I... I really had not had experience with regular bacon. There was a lot of turkey bacon. And it's one of those things where you do not know any better. So you're used to it. And I realized in retrospect that the poultry industry, just you're not doing well at breakfast. I mean, uh, eggs, eggs, are, eggs are separate, I think. But like... People are not out here getting chicken sausage and 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 like turkey sausage as much for breakfast. I know it's out there. I've had it. It can it can be good. Chicken uh, and waffles. Well, yeah. Do you do yeah, you think this is injury that, is that breakfast? I, well, I, like Chick Fil A I... breakfast. Mm. That is pretty
0: good. I, 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 I do I do think mm. the the poultry breakfast industry is almost solely propped up by you know McDonald's chicken <laughs> biscuits and. Uh, Bill Simmons being a weirdo who takes, uh, you know, black employees out to chicken and waffles
1: restaurants. Yeah, well, he's not um, doing that with with many future employees anymore because they heard about the first time he did that. Uh,
2: McDonald's has a chicken biscuit. Of course they but do.
1: McDonald's has two different chicken biscuits
2: <laughs> on their breakfast. I, I, the, the last time I went to McDonald's in time to get breakfast was. I don't know. Uh, never, buddy. I think they only serve it till like ten thirty, with the exception of the all day breakfast, which is a limited menu. I believe. Yeah, you're the a- one and,
1: who ate some early now. At
0: least one of the chicken biscuits. Yeah, there's
2: possible. there's a there's
0: a, a cheapy McChicken biscuit, and then mm-hmm. the, but I I think that was a a, a second <clears throat> rollout after the southern style chicken biscuit, which was uh you know a little. Uh, a, a little more uh i i don't i was gonna say a little more upscale you know what i mean a little more upscale within the mcdonald's framework obviously mm-hmm. um <sighs> but yeah no you're there's not you don't want like a chicken breakfast burrito that doesn't
1: sound very good yeah mm. I don't know. I, what I would just say is I think that breakfast can be very democratic, and even if you go out to breakfast, you can be adventurous comparatively cheaply to other meals, and I think that is laudable. Chicken scrapple. There we go. We solved it. I don't know what we're solving for, <laughs> it, but that, that is a solution looking for a problem, certainly. Tough shit. You're going to get it anyway. Wolf. Also— uh um, no, no, it's called chicken scrapple. It's not called tough is shit. There, we is can't call chicken. Pack. Is chicken bacon a thing? I hope. Chicken? Not. What's what, hope not. That, That's the tagline. What's chicken? I do think we've we've maybe done a
0: have have we talked enough or or at all about spam?
1: Uh, Max
0: mentioned it. I mentioned that. it oh, okay. as
2: a Hawaiian yeah. specific thing, oh, but it's really oh, no, that's, that's right. I that. did tr- drive past the Spam Museum. Um it's in On a, South uh,
0: Dakota, right?
2: Uh, it's in um, Minnesota.
0: Oh, okay.
2: And they had a, a fantastic um, billboard talking about uh, the amount of square, the square meat of meat that they had, I believe. They have lots of fun billboards if you drive through Minnesota.
1: Sure. Yeah, well, it's too cold to get out of the car, so.
2: <laughs> 14,000 square feet of square meat. Mm. That was the slogan I saw.
0: Does someone need to explain? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> does someone need to explain to the spam people what shape
1: a square is? Because it's not the shape that their cans are. <laughs> well, no, maybe they were talking about people in Minnesota being square. Maybe that's what they're getting after. It's a very hardy people. Yeah. Well, I yeah. meant just square is and not cool. Mm. But we can. I there's yeah. levels. There's levels to this shit, man. <laughs>
0: okay no that's we've we've gone
1: we've gone multi-level
0: meat marketing here we go we've gone too far we're gonna have to scrapple this whole thing (laughs) i'll see myself (laughs) out uh yeah uh now now that i've made the worst pun in the history of this uh this this here show we 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 have to move on we are contractually obligated to to end our our main segment and move on to pierce's sorry so uh what are you apologizing for today besides me for having said that dumbass thing?
1: Uh so Sean, do you do you remember I forget when it was, but but I mentioned my far sightedness to you. And you explained to me what far sightedness actually meant. Yes, I do remember this now. All right. So so I am sorry to, to all the people that I have tried to explain why I wear glasses and why I should wear them more, because clearly I do not understand what my problem is going back to chicken scrapple. There is actually a problem and I didn't know the solution because I didn't really understand the problem. Um so so I mean I, I am definitely a believer in in if you if you have something going on medically, it's good to find out what it is and be aware of it. I failed in that regard. I appreciate you helping me out here, um, of course. And uh, I should go get my I should go get my eyes checked. Actually, on on that note, as I just uh, did open enrollment at work today, I, so I do think that would be a good thing. And,
0: and just just to put this out here in a judgment free way, in case anybody else is is like Pierce, uh, the terms near and far sightedness refer not to the vision that is deficient but the vision that works properly so when you are nearsighted you can see things that are close but not things that are far and that's the condition where you wear corrective lenses all the time because you need it for distance farsightedness is where you have trouble with things that are up close and that's what we typically refer to reading glasses for so the more you know um, okay. What else do we need? Yeah, to know Well, yeah. This? Now that now that we've done a PSA, um, <laughs> the it's pretty okay. Medical hour. Now that that's finished, uh, we'll we'll close the show with a a big idea from pop culture. And I, I I got a thing in the mail today that I am very excited about, and we'll talk about at a later date once I've had a chance mm-hmm. to to house it, probably in one or two sittings. Uh, But instead, I have news to share, which is that after, you know, after a lifetime, uh, after an adolescence and and an early adulthood of uh, spending time on the internet, I believe I have finally found the worst most unnecessary and, and uh, most toxic comment section on the entire web. Does any, uh, do either of you want to take a guess
1: as to what it is? I'm going to guess either. Well, no, I'm not going to guess a new site. I think it's going to be food related actually. Okay.
2: See, I, I find food related sites to have the most pleasant usually the most pleasant review sections Um, I believe I think review well it depends how you define pleasant they're useless but I love I love the recipe reviews that are like I you know it's a recipe for lasagna and the review will be like my husband doesn't like lasagna so I made burgers and he loved them (laughs) It's like, what are you doing but there's so many of those I find those heartwarming Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the 95% of the internet and assume it's porn related God. (laughs) Oh, I'm playing the odds God. <laughs> okay,
0: those well. are terrible odds to play. Well, the, the I hope it's not a
2: combination
0: the good news, <laughs> The good news is that you are both wrong because Yay. the most vile comment section on the internet is under wire cutter product guides.
1: Oh no those people did all that hard work to make a recommendation. I, they, they, Oh, that's their, it's a I, job. I, I will, I will
0: say, I don't know that it is every wire cutter page, but wire cutter, so if what, you what is are that? not aware, there you go, is the sort of uh, product knowledge. I, it's a vertical now. It's part of the New York times, um, mm-hmm. but it's, they do sort of uh, product recommendation guides on like, the best workout headphones or standing desks or or things like that. Uh, but they do kitchen stuff too. And so specifically they have a, a recent, uh, article that is about household products and, uh, how, how frequently, you should replace those things. It's the one I
2: went, I immediately clicked on that one and went
1: to the comments.
0: Uh, did you also find this... that the first comment uh, was about how this this piece is an invitation straight to environmental damnation?
2: Uh, oh, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just like it's just like a bunch of people who booted up their computers and decided they really needed to yell at a stranger on the internet for the audacity to ever use a plastic cutting board. It's just it's no no one no one deserves to go on the internet and be badgered over the fact that they didn't make their mattress last for 40
1: years. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's, there's, there are so, so many things going on there. But like, ultimately, when you do that, you are not, you are not being helpful in any way. You are just being hurt. And we, this is like one of our themes. It's like, hey, I may not like that, but it doesn't hurt me. But when you go out there and you criticize someone's work and you attack them for it, that is harmful. Yeah. That, that is actually harmful. Just, that breaks our rules.
0: No one is helped by it. A- and. I I don't want to end this on a negative note. So I'll, I'll actually do something else that is more kind of more from pop culture, which is to say that I watched the Manning cast of Monday Night Football last night. The St. Seahawks. <laughs>
2: You're
0: going to bring up Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> I, you, you know, I am.
1: You yeah. know, I
0: am. And and, and I will say <clears throat> it's a bit of a roller coaster. Um. You know, it, it was it was cool to see Drew Brees do the fourth quarter as the Saints were trying to lock in a win, wearing a shirt uh, for my high school. That was neat. Wow. Uh, Are you trying to get Arch to come to Purdue? God, that's yeah. I guess I don't think that's going to work. Um, on on the lower end of the roller coaster, uh, it it was just a reminder that. Uh, Peyton and Eli Manning are what I referred uh, to in a text to you, Pierce, as weapons grade corny. Um, You know, I I didn't think this was possible, uh, but the Peyton and Eli side of things actually made me miss Monday Night Football broadcasters uh, because those people are professionals at talking about football on television and Peyton and Eli aren't they're kind of not good at it I don't think however it also gives us the magical experience of Marshawn Lynch going on live national television uh, allegedly three shots of Hennessy deep sitting perfectly sideways <laughs> and and uh saying the word shit at least 3 times and what the fuck once on the last play of the first quarter and and so just it was it was magical to come back from commercial break for for quarter 2 and to come straight in on Peyton Manning apologizing to ESPN2's viewership for Marshawn Lynch saying the word fuck on national
1: television. <laughs> Which goes back to what is actually one of the worst comment sections? The people that send letters to the FCC complaining <laughs> about cursing.
0: <laughs> it, well, what is Is that worse than the people who complain to the it's FCC just, after the you, Super Bowl if,
1: about adam
0: levine having his shirt oh, wow. off and and either it's either the same, complaining it's the same about channel. the presence one the presence of male nipples <clears throat> or two tattoos like neither of those things is a viable fcc complaint
1: well, we live in a very large nation which means there are lots of opinions and lots of people that share the same ones so you know what that might be very offensive to some. You you know you know what opinions are like, and you know why they're like that.
0: So that's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. If you do that, tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce max thanks for
1: listening